Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment, you guys. Welcome back this week. So good to be back. Shout out to all the dads out there yeah. and father figures. Late Father's Day. What? What? Hopefully you guys all had a great weekend, beautiful weekend with your family and friends oh, yeah. and who all and stuff. So, and thank you. You did make a really cool post though, Jim, for fathers that were working, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, thank you cool. to all you dads out there. Yeah. So tonight, for tonight, what we're going to talk about is it's been kind of on my mind and heart and mind to kind of help this, these next Two or three episodes are going to be more for our non-first responder listeners, you know, our, our people from most of which will admittedly probably be Freedom Center Church people. But mm-hmm. I think the idea is for people who aren't in the industry, the first responder world, to kind of hear like just how hard it really is. I think I think that'd be helpful in the current climate, you know, of the of the of our nation. I think it'd be helpful to go along the line and talk about, I mean, I have firsthand knowledge of EMS and of fire stuff, not so much police stuff, but we'll get, we'll get through it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, those of you that, you know, I mean, comment on this and let us know, like maybe some of the, some of the aspects of it that are difficult for you, or maybe the, the aspects that you know, or why you're in it and why you enjoy it. And, you know, this might be an episode that's really helpful to share with, you know, family or friends that, oh, yeah. you know, they know you, but maybe they don't know what you do as well as what they could, you know? Right. I mean, it's just hard to describe and understand something unless you walk through it, you know? And yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just the first ride along that I took with you, Jim, you know, having the sirens go on and, you guys were just as cool as any other day, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm, my yeah. adrenaline is just going, you know, and then to get to a place and like walk out pretty calmly and surely and up to the door and get the, you know, I just, it was just in my mind, we were going to like run up to the door and somebody's bleeding and it's going to be crazy. And you know, everything that you see on, you know, on TV and stuff. And it was, right. you know, in some neat ways, it wasn't, you guys were very steady, very controlled, very observant with kind of assessing the situation and, and everything right. like that. So it was, it was really, really cool to see that. Yeah. And that's kind of the perfect, you know, that's the perfect storm. That's like, that's the scenario you want. And that you hope for. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, there's so much to it as a as a career, you know, that, you know, like I said, for sure, that's you want it to go that smooth and where everybody's dialed in and everything happens as it should, you know. But that was also in a season where there wasn't this invisible weird virus that we kind of have a handle on, but we don't really have a handle on, and everyone's still kind of walking that out, you know. Right. It was in a time where 
nobody was pissed off at first responders. <laughs> so <laughs> right. it's just that makes it much easier to do, you know, and, you know, we weren't wearing masks everywhere. That that makes it way easier to function. But like today, I can go through and just kind of in describing how difficult it can be, how it works for me is we go in service at 530 in the morning. So I get to our headquarters just after five, between five and 5.15, and we get a truck in service, go through equipment, you know, I check my big, they call it a stat pack. It's a giant backpack with all the stuff, you know, all the IV start start kits okay. and all the intubation stuff, like all the things I might need, all the trauma stuff. Go through that, you check your monitor, you know, check if I have a vent uh, ventilator on board, I'll check that, make sure we have all the stuff. And, you know, and then there's just the, the little silly things that, that start wearing at your nerves super early. Like maybe our CAD computer, our, our dispatch computer won't link up to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> so, that's oh, where we're, so that's where we're starting, right? We're, we have no server, so we're not connected. And so we're dealing with that. And then, you know, that so like... Right straight away, you have this just just a little bit unnerved, you know, and then um, so we got it, we get in service and everything seems cool, and we're kind of just kind of waiting on things to unfold. And then today, right out the gate, we get called to um, these like pay by the week apartment, you know, in, okay. in Burton. For a dude who they said he fell down and now he's uncontrolled bleeding from the head. So okay. we go flying over there and there's this, you know, we get there and, and it's not really the case. He fell, but he's not bleeding from his head. He's like got abrasions, pretty good sized raspberry, you know, a road rash on the knees and the elbows, you know. And he's laying in his apartment or his hotel room, which is just, like, gross. <laughs> There's so much stuff and, like, old food, stuff spilt over, like, just terrible, right? Just a total gnarly situation. But the guy's, like, seems pretty coherent. So he's like, I don't, I'm good. I'm not going to go. You know, I don't want to go to the hospital. So as my partner's trying to get the, like, we have to do a refusal, like a, re right. basically it's, it's when we're like it's deniability for us he's just releasing us essentially so that we can't get jammed up if he were right. to get sick later so right. he's giving us that information my partner's getting ready for him to have a signature him to sign on the computer and the dude has a seizure <gasps> so that like changes everything that kind of changes a lot of things right so now he can't refuse because he's having a seizure and now he's no longer right. like responsive enough oh, to buddy. make that call for himself. So we pick him up and he's, like I said, he's all bloody, you know, on his elbows and his knees and legs and stuff. We put him on, carry him out of this, this place, this room, and we put him on the cot and we get him in the truck. And then he's now he's coming out of the seizure and he's super combative. Oh. Like, like struggling with me from... For people in this area, from from Dort and Hemp Hill to Hurley Hospital, 
It's like the whole time. I can't do anything but like physically hold him on the cot. And he's swinging and kicking. And now he's bleeding more so from his elbows and his knees and stuff. So blood's going everywhere. And it's like just, Funny. just crazy, right? And then, so, you know, so that's like first customer of the day. So that's how we start. We finally, we get him to Hurley and everything, kind of get him turned over. And then the nurses are kind of... Now, now folks like that, like, do you think he was just freaked out because he didn't know what was going on? Oh, yeah, man. He had no idea. There was no malice. He's got nothing. He's postictal. So for like a seizure, think of it like like the rebooting of a... You know, like you got a hard start to computer. Because like, let's say you got a power surge or your battery dies. yeah. It's like that. So you're restarting the computer. And then you're kind of being kidnapped. <laughs> like, you're like, right. who's yeah, got, dude, who's right? got so me? He's Where coming out of it, and now he's in the back of an ambulance. And you're trying to explain it to the dude, and he really doesn't yeah. understand. And he's yeah. just, so he's freaked out. So no big deal. It's like nothing personal. But it's a struggle to keep this, this big fella on the stretcher, yeah. right? When he's like all over the place. So that's that's how we start. So... To me, we're not off to a good one, right? And then and then now it's so we get him to the hospital and nurses are kinda pissed because I didn't get an IV started. And and it's whatever. Is he still that's cranky? something that I should have still... done. Right. It's well, normally something I would do, but I I'm trying to hold the dude from right. jumping out of the rig, so <laughs> and you know, was and he in fairness, was he a little bit more calm by the time you guys got to the hospital? Um, so he seemed a little bit more settled and then he got on the stretch on their bed and he had another seizure. So that's why they were kind of, they're kind of hacked off is because now he's seizing again and they got no route to give him any drugs to stop the seizure and my bad, but you know, so it just starts off and everything's kind of intense and you know, so then we leave Hurley and then it's just on to the next call, which the next call is just kind of an oldie with all over body pain but we had to go super far because just the layout of where rigs were so we go super far and get that dude and then with that you have half the family is super intense and the other half is super emotional and it's just a lot going on a lot of moving parts (laughs) you know and it's there's so there's all that going on and in between that you're trying to get reports typed in and you know, you're getting moved and the radio is just nonstop. So it's not only like the calls themselves, but all this other added, I don't know if pressure is the right word, but this other layers of annoying, you know, and, and it's a little intense right now. So, yeah. and we're all kind of lumped in. So there's a lot of like out loud scrutiny about doing our jobs and stuff like that and whatever Mm. so so you got that and then and then of course we had because just i knew this was going to happen today then we get a cardiac arrest so like where we got to do cpr and all that other stuff okay so now do you guys have the machine for cpr or are you still doing no manual cpr we initially we're doing manual cpr and then the county paramedic shows up and they have the the lucas device okay so so they they just after us got there 
But you know, with that, you have all the stuff that goes with that, like the airway stuff and the IO. I'm drilling a needle into the lady's shin, basically. And no, no. What? What is this? I thought CPR was literally just doing chest compressions. That is CPR, but there's a lot more that goes to it for medics. So we can intubate, put a tube in the throat to maintain an airway, and ventilate okay. with a, a bag called a bag valve mask, a BVM. Okay. You hook that to the oxygen, so that gets done. And then um, the monitor's on there, and then we do want to get IV access, or in this case, IO access, which is a needle in the bone. And um. then we're pushing cardiac medication through that to try to get the heart back going. Okay. Which, you know, most most cases, that doesn't happen. So that's 30 minutes of, of intense, you know, and then followed by, now you got to tell someone's family that their loved one passed away. And, and then, so we, we got that going, you know, we do that, and then you leave there, and it's just... Now you're going to this other place for someone who's trying to wander off from the group home. Yeah. Okay. And it's just thing after thing after thing. But it's the thing, I guess the point I'm trying to make is like we have all these things that happen and we have all these things that the general public likes to scrutinize. But there's always a call before the call, you know, that, that the world right. is scrutinizing, you know. And, and I heard it said once that kind of for us how it goes is you know there's calls where babies are born you know I've had that calls where people die where people have been shot where people burnt up where people have been in car accidents you know all these other things and then there's so there's all this intensity and sorrow and all these emotions and then there's the next call and those people are treated like you're their first call of the day yeah like nothing else has happened so you yeah. got to go in. So like even like the way you saw me and, and and my partner go into that first call of the day where everything seemed all dialed in. And so so we have to be able to do that every time, even if the last one was like a brand new baby and the baby dies from SIDS. The next call, we just go in still all steely and cool like it's the first call of the day. Yeah. So that's, you know, that gets to where it's a, it's a lot of pressure. And I, don't th- I think sometimes we don't acknowledge it as EMS providers. We don't ever take the time to be like, man, that's a lot. We have a lot that we carry on our shoulders, you know, and it can wear you out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like we talked about a couple weeks ago, some people, I mean, I'm anybody any day that wants to come do a ride along or maybe pursue this field you know that's cool but it also has to be said that it's just not for everybody you know like i've it's been a long time i've seen a lot of cool things a lot of gross stuff a lot of stuff that's just amazing like how in the world did that happen that's pretty (laughs) cool yeah. Not for the guy, but for me to see, it's pretty cool, <laughs> you know. And it's like you mean, you mean like the guy with the fence? Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you know what I mean. So that's definitely yeah. not a good day for that guy. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, man, I've never seen this. is pretty sweet. Right. I get a selfie, but 
There's got to be not a, for everybody. Right, know? right. And I, I think that there has to be a little bit of an automate. Like, I've said this a couple times too that, you know, oftentimes when you guys are sharing, you know, calls and things that have happened, there's a lot of times I'm like, dude, no way. Like, it's not that it's entertaining, it's not that it's, but it's just incredible for me to hear about things that can happen and yet EMS can do something about it. The medical industry can do something about it. Just the sheer craziness of what technology and where we are medically can do for people where, you know, 50 or a hundred years ago, you know, it's just, just (laughs) right. It's amazing. So really, I mean, there should be have that little bit drastically of, since I've started. Yeah, yeah. You know, and something else that I saw that really was profound to me was just the way that people would just calm, like help is here, like somebody's here to right. help me, and I think that 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 has to give some sort of um, like assurance and comfort that you can arrive and do what you can do. And, right. and most times, oftentimes it's for the better. And sometimes when it's not, you know that you did what you could and you just have to have right. peace in that too. But it really is incredible to be in those places with people. And, um, I mean, I just absolutely always have found that so profound. And then to see that, like see that physically and emotionally with people to, to calm down when help is there, you know? Right. And it's, but what's the shame of it is that we get into a kind of a, a climate, a social climate that we're in now. And somebody writes a blog or whatever that <clears throat> EMS providers treat certain people differently than they treat other people. And then that starts circulating on social media. And then where a week ago you walk into a situation and people feel that calm. Now you walk into that situation and they look at you some kind of way like you're going to treat them different. Right. When it's not the case, but then it's just like one more door to to have to work through or just, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. now, now there's just, you have to negotiate everything a little bit differently, which is fine. You know, there's, we're here, there's a reason why we're here and it's okay and we'll get through it. It just kind of changes how we have to, how we negotiate and, and, you know, yeah, and do our, do our stuff. And I, and I would also say that those that have received help and care from, you know, medical services would hopefully have the maturity to know that, Hey, I I received great care before I have an experience of it. And to know a little bit right. better, better than that, you know. I mean, obviously that's not everybody, but I mean, you know. I mean, well, uh, I right. don't know. Or the or those that have families, uh, family members, or sisters or friends that are in EMS, and they know what they're doing. They know how hard they're working and the job that they do. Yeah. That they really do truly care, you know, and are doing the best that they can. Yeah, and it's you know it's just one of those things too. It's just hard. It's hard to wrap your head around without. You know, without actually being there and seeing it. But it's, I mean, it's the same, 
I mean, I suppose you could make a really super gory movie or whatever. Like, you know, like it really shook up people when Saving Private Ryan came out. And it was initially yeah. it starts out and it's Normandy and it's so harsh and like people just getting blown to pieces. You know, I mean, sure, you could figure out a way to do that, but people would just be entertained. You know right. what I'm saying? And it wouldn't. But it's just, I think it's important for people who are in the civilian world, we'll say, or in, just in the community, not working in these first responder positions, to know that it's like it's difficult. Yeah. And and not everybody's, I mean, I'm blessed with the ability to do this job and not have a terrible amount of post-traumatic stress and be able to go home and engage with the family and, you know build a slide last week I had a day and it was a super hot and gross because we were in polyester but then we I came home and Carrie and I built a sled or a sled a slide for the pool you know and so it's just it's just one of those jobs not everybody not everyone's going to be able to handle the pressure not at least not long term well, and I think a lot of people, you know, even what we're learning is that everybody handles and manages their stress differently, too. So, right. you know, I think those that want to be healthy and thrive need to keep fighting for what's going to help them be healthy and recharged and rejuvenated in each season. You know, and it might be meaning go for a walk when you get out of work or you know, hanging out right. with some good people instead of people that just want to be, you know, whining all the time or getting off your right. TV yeah. because your brain can't decompress and cool down when you're just watching right. three hours of TV every night. You know what I mean? So, I mean, or depending write. on... Right? Journal. Yes. There's so many things and you, everybody does it differently, you know, so... Yeah. Um, and, and truth be told, this guy, that first guy I told you about, the dude that was fighting me on the way to the hospital, I was so pissed off this morning. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I got to be honest. I was, I mean, I decompressed and then everything was cool and it was kind of a stressful day, but I was pissed. I was like, dude, so like, what, what made you, you so mad me? about it? I mean, you've seen it's that before. Kept, it's just the manner in which it was happening. I was like... Okay. And, like, that he was just being grabby and just coughing and kept pulling the mask off his face and <laughs> coughing. And, it's and like just, you know why your kid is being grouchy because they're tired and hungry, but it doesn't change the fact that it's obnoxious. <laughs> right. And just, you know, and, and he had a lot of blood on his on his yeah. elbows and his hands and his knees and just kept touching their stuff and touching okay. me. And I'm like, dude, like, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to have to get a new uniform shirt. Yeah. This is re-dang-diculous. Re I was, like, I was for real. I was, like, so mad. So Now, mad. why but would then, people, now, why do people call and then refuse service? Like, are they just. He, so, in, um, uh, kind of in the modern era here, in the COVID era, people don't want to go to the hospital. So a lot of times they'll call and then if we'll just do an assessment on scene and it's not really necessary to go to the ER, perhaps, then they'll opt out. In this dude's case, somebody else called. He didn't call. Someone, someone does uh, secondhand info. 
Maybe saw him fall down and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that happens quite a bit. Now, have you, you know, night, have you kind of attended to somebody and then they refuse to go to the hospital, but you've kind of bandaged them up a little bit? Um, like, does that happen? Sometimes. Or do you, is yeah, it sometimes. one or the other? Um, okay. It depends. It's case by case, really. We're not really supposed to do that, but right. it's just... You know, if someone adamantly refuses to go to the hospital, then they'll sign off against medical advice. It's, you know, and that's that. That's another thing. I mean, I have literally had dudes, this is a long time ago now, but I had a dude that was having a heart attack. Every indication, he looked like it, the monitor, like the 12 lead EKG, she said it, and he just was like, there's no way I'm going to the hospital. Why? I'm like, bro, I don't know. He was just bound and determined to not go, and then it was just indigestion. Oh, buddy. So, you know, it gets to a point, I can't do anything. What am I going to do? Can't arrest the guy for not wanting to go to the hospital. No, Or the folks that they call in their, I remember the one guy, how was it? Well, there's been a few of them where, like, their leg was kind of hurting. We'll come to find (laughs) out they fell, like, three days ago, and now it's really bad. It's not getting better. Yep, that happens. So. That happens quite a bit. I'm sure people get you know, startled and scared in the moment and call, and then by the time everything calms down, they're like, okay, no, really, I'm I'm probably okay. Right. You know, depending on what Yeah, it is. and with that, a lot of the time, like most of the time, is someone calling on their behalf. Right. Well, the one guy, remember the one guy that we um, picked up that was cutting down the tree with his buddies, and he was having an episode, like a COPD <laughs> episode or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was all startled that he couldn't breathe, so Buddy called and stuff, and then by the time he got there, he wasn't really sure whether he needed to go or not, and we took him anyway just to make sure he was yeah. all good. Yeah, pulled the for your peace of mind yeah. card. Yeah, got him know, some works oxygen. Works every time. Yeah. Works every time. But, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's there's just so much to it, and there's so much that people don't know, you know? And then so... To shift, and we'll do this next couple times as well, just I know that police officers, law enforcement folks are on the hot seat right now. But imagine like everything I've just shared and intensify that by 100%, you know, add in a gun and a taser and that everybody hates you now and that every single thing you do has potential for like... Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all of it. And that's you haven't even talked to the patient or the the individual you're gonna be engaging with. Yeah. You know, let's talk about let's start out with the idea that right off the bat you're entering in a bad relationship with somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right off the bat, for starters, no matter what happened, you're entering in a bad relationship. At 97% of the time, you know, and they have the same thing going. Last call was a high-speed chase. This one is a domestic case where, you know, you got called there, but now both parties are going to fight with you. And then the next case, you know, is some silly, petty, larceny thing, but now everybody's super animated and got you on their, you know, is videoing. And just all these things. Are there bad cops? Have mistakes been made recently? Of course. No one denies it. 
but just that much intensity and scrutiny, call after call after call after call after call. And in a lot of areas, like in the city of Flint, they're showing up to work and there's already so many calls already on the screen that haven't even been seen yet. Right. So now, not only all of that, but you're, you're going to get a report from somebody who called 911 at like 9 a.m. And now it's 6 p.m. And you're just now getting there. So how do you suppose that'll go? Right. You know, and it's just, I th- there's all these things that I like really urge people and do lighthouse experiment. I think it's part of what we said we would do with this, this ministry is bridge that gap. I just, it's important to me and us as a team for people to know that it's more than just that one little moment in time and that snapshot that you see on social media. Right. You know, it's all of those things, all of that pressure, all that scrutiny. You know, if something happens, will my chief have my back? Because we see that, we've seen that lately too. Right. Where things go wrong and chief resigns and leaves leaves their people in the wind. You know, it's just, it's not for me, I'll tell you that. Yeah. That is something, I will go into anything that's on fire. I will take care of anybody with any ailment. But as far as law enforcement, there's just, is no chance. Yeah. It's just way too much for this kid, you know. And it's just, I admire them all so greatly. For those that that are sticking with it, you know, and so many are just, hanging it up yeah you know on top of all the other intensity of it all working so hard to get where you are then just being like ah peace out not worth it yeah you know so that's just it got a little heavy sorry everybody but it's just I, I really it's on my heart for people to know that it's it's so much is involved in law enforcement or community policing, however you want to say it. There's so much involved. Right. That, that, that people aren't seeing, you know. And I just, I just want people to, to hear it and understand that it's, that it's bigger than just one or two incidents. Right. Right. Well, that's good. So. Oh, man. And, there's, that, and I just keep thinking there's just so many layers that all of us can help support and be a part of in one way or the other, you know, one way or the other. And whether it's going on a ride along, so you just have a better vantage point, you know, whether it's for sure, you know, I was talking to one. Those are things, man. Those are things that help people understand is like, come, come see, see, because maybe, maybe you need to switch gears and be a part of something that would either be, be involved, you know, getting yourself involved directly or, you know, supporting somehow. I was talking to a business owner a couple of weeks ago and he's like, man, I just want my local police to know that I know they're doing what they can, you know? And I said, well, right. <laughs> then go buy them lunch or something, you know, go write a card <laughs> yeah, and drive. Just go tell them. Yeah. Go tell them then, you know, don't feel awkward about it. Go it walk go, right in that office and say, Hey, you guys are amazing. Yeah. You know, they, we believe in you. We need all of it. And I, and I loved what you said a few weeks ago. It's okay to be on all sides of this and want things to be better on all the different levels, but at the same time, love and support and pray for 
on so many aspects, right. those that are in it right now, you know, and the community right. and everything, you know, like all of it, <laughs> like all of us just, I know sometimes it just seems like the simple answer, but it really is the simple answer for all of us to, it is just to do better tomorrow than we did today, you know? Right. That, that is, it's not easy, it's, but it's simple. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that makes no sense, uh, but it does. It makes perfect our sense. motto of 2020, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, but it's so good. It ain't easy, but it's simple. Yeah. No, it's so good. Well, I mean, if you've got, um, so you know, share this with those that you think, you know, just share it, man, so people can hear. Um, share your experiences. Yeah. Be open and talking about stuff. And it doesn't mean that you need to be sharing about your worst call, but maybe just be more open to inviting people into your world a little bit so that they can understand a little bit better. So I love you guys. Yeah, and we continue praying for you. Absolutely. And as an industry, you know, as you know, I think that all of us can collectively do better. Just I think we're at a point where our country, you know, our our communities, they need to know. They need to hear it. And like Ashley just said, you don't have to tell them what your worst call was. Because it's always, you know, there's always that weird pressure that comes with it. There's the even, you know, when it's the pressure of silence and just waiting on the next thing. Yeah. Just we need to share with people so they have a better understanding. You know, we can we'll we'll walk this out. It'll yeah. be all good. And I think too, you so, know, part of this ministry is, you know, to support you guys and like we said, bridge that gap and maybe doing better tomorrow means you taking better care of yourself and Yeah. You know, we really wanna help you with that. So anything that we can do, you know, hit us up and message us or Come join us for a community night or something. Um, we really wanna, we really wanna support you the best way we can. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. If you have anything you want to hear, or any topics you're interested in, hit us up. Hit us up on a messenger. Or just post something. Cool. Or call me directly. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And thank you, Freedom Center Church. As always, thank you for your support. Yes, thank you. And and thank you, Kingdom Builders, for all that you're doing in the community. Yes, yes. And with that, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.